Sean. Travis. Jake. One last time. One last time. Late to the party for life. For life. Bad boys, bad boys. Late boys, what you late boys. Do? They're at the party, they're at the party, and they're kind of farty. Is there something on your shoe? Bad boys, that was bad. bad. That was that was bad in the way that they had to yell at the other actors in the movie for trying to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to Late to the Private Travis Tate. I'm Jay. And I am Travis Tate. So I went and saw Bad Boys for Life, Trav. Yeah, how was it? <laughs> it's pretty fun. I haven't seen it. Hey, guess what, Travis? What, Jake? It's not gonna be the last Bad Boys movie. Oh, or they set up a another one? Here's my theory. Good for them. Here's my theory based right. on the movie I watched. All right. I think the next thing we're going to see is Bad Boys Present Ammo. Bad Boys pr- Present Ammo? What Bad does that Boys mean? Bad Boys Presents Ammo. Much in the way... Ammo? Much is, in the is way that a character's that we, name? It is an organization's name. Oh. You see all the... You know the, the bad kids? Are they... Is there a possibility they could <clears throat> spin this into the Fast that's and the Furious that's universe? What that's what I was saying. No, they're not going to spin it in the Fast Oh, okay. Years. I was like, that would be That's really cool. That's we're getting, we're getting the Hobbs and Shaw of bad boys. So they're going to spin it off? <clears throat> Look, man, based on ha- my whole life of watching movies, specifically the last 10 years or so, I think I can start, I can sniff a, guys, guys, will you watch, if we make a movie out of this, will you watch it? When you, when you see a final action se- uh, sequence and every single one of the minor characters gets like a you know, minute and a half segment to show their unique thing that they do. Like, <laughs> if we made a movie just out of this action sequence, would you watch it? You'd do that, right? Are they going to be like a triple X type organization? It, it's just basically... That's it, what they should bring in. <clears throat> bring in triple X. Yes. You could bring in Ice no. Cube. Yes, there you go. State of the Union. Yeah. Bad Boys, State of the Union. Yeah. I'm with that. You might have a Vin Diesel just like a cameo. You might. He's got things to do. He's working on Bloodshot. He's got Bloodshot. Yeah. No, but... So, you... You have the whole plot. You have the plot surrounding the Martin Lawrence, Will Smith characters. But in it, you also have what I'm going to refer to as the bad kids, which <laughs> is, uh, is it Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens and three oh, other really good looking young people. I didn't know she was in it. Yeah. Wow. She's a, gr- she's a really good looking young people. All right. And I, hey, don't let me disparage Vanessa It's the Hudgens. high school musical she's kids. She's perfectly great in it. I'm just saying, and I, I don't even know if I'm mad. I, I don't know if I'm mad at this because I'm, I'm pretty sure... My, I'm pretty sure what will happen is you will get a a movie that is more based around this team where Martin Lawrence and Will Smith will kind of have smaller roles. Because Show up with some like they're orange their, wedges. Because they're in their Good 50s. job, guys. Here you go. Kind of, yeah. No, it's... Hey, I really... I, I had a blast. It starts a little slow because they're trying to build a more emotional storyline. But then Martin Lawrence and Will Smith get in a car and start yelling at each other. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I love this. <laughs> I don't even remember the second one at all. I, we, we were talking earlier. I remember the first one because Tia Leone was. They have a. Um, so I don't know if this was in the first or the second one. Do you remember the scene where a young man comes to date Martin Lawrence's daughter? I might vaguely remember that, yeah. That dude shows up in Bad Boys for Life. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and it's pretty great. It's There are... Uh, Joey Pants is back. Oh, I saw him in the trailer, yeah. so yeah, I knew he was back. Um, I was... 
Uh, oh, what is that guy's name? The guy that played Jojo the Tire Man in the first one. Do you no, please don't, don't kill Jojo the Tire Man. I really don't remember. There's the guy from The Sopranos whose name I'm spacing on right now because I haven't seen him anything in a long time. I was really hoping he was going to show back up, but they did not roll that way. Oh, that's a that's Sadly. a darn shame. Um, I will say also, uh, also keeping in the tradition of Fast and Furious, and there is another reason that I can't talk about. Oh, spoiler. Why that? Why you can tell they're definitely having a sequel. All right, but um, uh, oh, I don't. I don't even care if I'm spoiling this. So, so oh, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it. Something that ha- so one of the things that's difficult to swallow about the whole Hobbs and Shaw, particularly the Shaw side of things, mm-hmm. is Shaw killed Han. Yes. They don't talk about the part where this guy who we're making part of the team. Definitely killed one of your favorite characters. <laughs> and there's an aspect of bad boys for life that is definitely that. And it's like, guys. Yeah, well. All right. All right. All right. Intrigue. I'm excited to see it now. I really. I in, had a, in, until you told me about it just now, I was like, eh, maybe I'll see it on Redbox or something. You know, but now I, I might go see it. I would be really surprised if you came back and said, nah, that stunk. You, I feel like you would have to have a good time. Well, I mean, I maybe, like most things. <laughs> You've put up with me for this long, so you can put up with bad boys. Is is Will Smith entering the Vin Diesel uh, part of his career where he's going to just start doing sequels to movies he did 20 years ago? And then it turns into a... Like, it's kind of like when, Vin, when Vin, Vin Diesel was kind of... Or is this the... Down and out, he, he did another... Well, he did another Riddick movie. Which did okay, and I actually liked that one. That was the one that had uh, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactic. Yeah. Uh, and that was a good movie. I enjoyed that one. That one's kind of just basically, it's really close to a remake of the first one. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. And then he did another Fast and the Furious, and then it just kind of turned into even bigger than it ever was before. I think Riddick happened in the midst of the, I think, well, Riddick is like a passion project for Vin Diesel, <laughs> I, it, it, which I'm, you know, I left that like, seriously, Riddick is like his, Riddick is his baby. That's the best one. I think Riddick. Cause pitch, no pitch black was really good too. Pitch black's pretty good. But the Chronicles of Riddick was pretty bad. It was like, it was like Star Trek nemesis a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong, baby. Star, um, the Chronicles of Riddick prequeled um, Pitch Black in right. the, Pitch Black is a pretty Pitch Black Pitch Black is a pretty good B movie horror film. Yeah, you know it's got its own issues and whatever, but it's a it's a fun setup. The whole you know the shine job and right. the, the dumbass character of Riddick and all, all you know the <laughs> cast of all these other people. Keith David's there and all that stuff. And, and his Jordy LaForge eyes. He's his Jordy LaForge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> those things don't even because those things like his shine job eyes were basically a character in in. I keep wanting to say point blank. It's pitch black. <laughs> no. Point black and pitch blank. Yeah, I'd watch both go. of those. Yeah, pitch them, <laughs> pitch them. Curveball. But uh, like the shine job eyes are almost a character in the first movie, and then mm-hmm. you kind of have to, you know, like he doesn't want to wear the goggles the whole time, so they have to. But uh, <laughs> Chronicles of Riddick introduces one of like the midichlorians of the pitch black universe, which is the necromongers. Mm-hmm. They are mongers who are totally necro. That's true. 
Uh, it, it's so Judy Dench was in that. Just, is she? Just, yeah, Holy she was in the Chronicles of Riddick. I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe I imagined it, but I've I'm pretty only, sure she was in it. I only saw it the one time, and boy, that Dame probably, Judy Dench. I gotta think the Chronicles of Riddick was like mid to late two thousands. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I probably that early. I don't have a device. I can totally check. That I'd out. say I'm, I'm going to say 2003. 2003. I think. Yeah, it's, I'm going to go 2003. I'm going to go 2006. All right, let's see. And I gotta, I gotta know if if Judy Dench was in there because I'm pretty sure she was. Let's survey says. I'm looking at Chronicles of Riddick Cat. Yes, Judy Dench. Yes. Are on. <laughs> what year? Uh, 2004. Ooh, it split the difference. <laughs> Those were very good years. Uh, unf- oh man, like there, there are people in that. Dandy, Dandy Newton's in it. Oh yeah, Carl, Carl Urban, who I do remember. Carl, he was kind of like Carl Urban was. He was the the, the henchman type guy that he was. He was the the same guy that he is in Thor. A little bit, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he plays that character a lot, actually. He was, he was also that character in. Uh, it was one of the Bourne movies. Yes, and, and in the Red in movies, Red. he's in, in Red. Red. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of the guy that the, you know, the people in power send to clean up their messes. Okay, there must be a flashback sequence because I'm seeing that Keith David is in Chronicles of Riddick. Spoilers for Pitch Black. Yeah, <laughs> careful. Uh, how do we? How do we? Oh yeah, but we were talking about Will Smith. <laughs> we're talking about, no, I. Are we gonna get a Wild Wild West two? I, I would not be surprised because Will Smith is not doing real well. Like I don't think Gemini Man did anything. Did I don't. Yeah, I think it kind of flopped. And I don't know what he's been doing other than that. Like his he serious made a person work, out of a person. Uh, like I'll always remember that happiness and eight pounds and. Yeah, he uh, tries to do some serious things and. You know, good for him. He's trying. I don't think he ever... Like, Ali was his serious performance at work, but, like, kind of... Will Smith and Muhammad Ali are, you know, in the same lane, kind of performance-wise. I, I still thought that was a weird casting. Not not to say he didn't do a good job, but I never thought Will Smith, Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? I, th- I think they're... I mean, I for one, I didn't see Ali, so there's that. I mean, he did bulk up for it. But for two... I mean, you know, you look at old old stuff of Ali. Ali was a in his prime. He was, I mean, he was that that era of of built. So, yeah, he. I mean, he was. I mean, he was the best fighter in the world. Yeah, yeah. Not like, that also, I was around. I'm also to talking see about it, Muhammad MF Ali. So, <laughs> <laughs> but just like attitude wise, there's a there's a some shared DNA there. A little bit, yeah. I I I think my problem with it was. I was used to the Fresh Prince. You know, I grew up yeah. listening to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and then watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then to see... Because he, he was always kind of skinny and he was self-deprecating and stuff like that. So to see him play Muhammad Ali, it was... I mean, he did a great job. I'm he is not, not that in Bad Boys, by the way. He's not that? He's He is known as Mike Lowry, the bulletproof cop. <laughs> No, his whole his whole shtick in Bad Boys is that he's the arrogant one. Are we ever going to get Will Smith and The Rock in the same movie? It's kind of weird that we haven't. Now that we I think it. we need to have that. Um, How do we get does Rock? Do you think it's one of those ego things? Beat like, do you think it's one of those like Stallone Schwarzenegger things? Like 
Why why wouldn't Stallone and Schwarzenegger have been in a movie in their? I don't know because those two seem like they would work together. Because back then it was a com- I mean, there are stories about like Schwarzenegger specifically shiving uh, Stallone on things like. But we know that The Rock seems to be okay with being in stuff with other. I mean, he was fine about Hobbs and Shaw. He joined into the Fast and the Furious. Who's, I mean, who's Ben Diesel's a little difficult, but whose name comes first? <clears throat> Alphabetically, Dwayne Johnson. But in, in the movie, <laughs> in the movie, is it Shaw's and Hobb? Nope, it's Hobbs and Shaw. I would not be surprised to find out that that was something that like. When they were like, hey, Dwayne, will you do this? Like, my name's going to come first on it, right? Hobbs and Shaw sounds better than Shaw and Hobbs. You're not wrong. But also, you did hear... You remember that stuff? We we talked about it. The All the crazy mathematics that go into, like, how much screen time and how much they can get beat right. up and things like that. So, I... Between Dwayne Johnson, who we know as he's a perfectly nice and charming guy, but also has a gigantic ego, and Will Smith, <laughs> who I think kind of has an ego... We need to get them together in in a movie. Has Will Smith done any? Has Will Smith been like second banana in anything that you can think of in the last? Not for a long. Or 20 years? Well, Aladdin. Hmm. I think he starred in that. That could be an argument that I'd I'd listen to. He he did kind of steal the movie. He was the best part of the movie. Everybody that was crapping on him for the blue genie or whatever like that. He was the most entertaining part of that movie. Everything else was pretty stagnant by the by the numbers. So maybe maybe he was top building in there. I just I, I agree with you that a Will Smith, uh, Dwayne Johnson project would be nice. We got to see it. What are they going to do? They got to remake something classic. What are they going to? What's twins? <laughs> no, not twins. I, I mean, you, well, no. Dwayne Johnson. And uh, Jack Black in Twins. <laughs> bring bring back. Or you could do it with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Except Kevin Hart is a good looking guy. Like, sorry, Danny DeVito, but you're not like classically. What is the Not modern... that Danny DeVito's okay. ugly, but he's, what he's is not modern... classically attractive. What is, the, what, Hollywood. Is, what is the modern, what is the new face of Danny DeVito? Who is the new face of Danny DeVito? Maybe Patton Oswalt or... Patton Oswalt's like in what, his late 40s? Although so is Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, so is, so is The Rock. What so. a, Travis, what am I talking about here? <laughs> okay, I guess you're right. It would work. Could almost still be... Just just do Danny DeVito again. Why not? That would be funny. Who cares? <laughs> that would be funny. Just Who bring cares? back Danny DeVito. I don't know, man. Uh, Bad Boys for Life, like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, have amazing chemistry. Uh, Joe Pantoliano is very good at being uh, being foiled by them. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the best parts of that movie by far are you can tell that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence they just all they did was there was a paper in the script that just said riff. <laughs> it was kind of like the best parts of um, the best parts of Hobbs and Shaw were the uh, Ryan Reynolds and. Uh, you just said his name, and I'm at the front of my brain right now. Dwayne Johnson? No. Uh, was he? He only had scenes with The Rock, I think. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, right? but also who is the on the air? You just said his name, little guy. Little guy. Uh, Kevin Hart. Jason Statham. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. Those were the best parts, but you could tell those parts were just. Ryan Reynolds looked at a script and all the script said was riff. And <laughs> Kevin Hart looked at the script and all the script said was riff. Yeah. 
And the best parts, kind of the best parts of Bad Boys for Life are Martin Lawrence and Will Smith sitting in a room and kind of dunking on each other. That's why they make the big bucks. Sure. That's why Martin Lawrence still gets to do that stuff. I guess that means Martin Lawrence is never going to come do stand-up in Salt Lake if he's going to get a movie career. There was, there was, it was touch and go for a while from what I heard that he might have come to Wise Guys a couple times, but it just didn't, um, didn't work out who's to say i, I well if he's got much. if he's got a movie career going again he'll probably do like well the, let's let's he'll probably do the lawrence. maverick center or or some arena or something i'm gonna look at martin lawrence and see just like uh, kevin hart's been to wise guys but if he comes back anytime soon it's gonna be a vivant smart home arena martin you're gonna see what he's got going i'm gonna check wise. and see if he's got anything is he gonna do uh <laughs> well he's got was, bad, he's well, got bad boys four announced Oh, what was that movie he did with Donny Osmond and Raven Simone where they took their daughters to, to college? Uh, <laughs> what era would that even have been in? Probably 10 years ago. It was a Disney movie, I think. 2005 It was something something school or... Is it Bad Boys 2? Oh, wait. No, it <laughs> I was wish. 2003. Big Mama's House 2? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Open Season? No, Open Season Wild was Hogs. A, Open Season was you know, an I mean, animated movie, and it I was mean, all right. I mean, looking over this, like, Martin Lawrence has been in a lot of movies that did just fine. Yeah. Uh, What's this Donny Osmond vehicle? College road trip. That's it. That's got to be it. And I think his daughter is Raven <laughs> Simone. Oh man, I didn't know that in I didn't know that in 2011 there was Big Mamas like father like son. <laughs> That had to be one where he wasn't playing Big Mama, right? Maybe he just did a cameo or it's something. It's called Big Mamas. But I, I, he passed it on to Brandon T. Jackson, I think. Uh, we will check on that. There's the Untitled Martin Lawrence Project. And then The Soul Man. They should just do a, they should do a TV show off of the TV show Martin. I had forgotten and just about, call it Damn Gina. I had forgotten, yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about that he was in The Beach Bum. I had forgotten about that. And honestly... His part in the beach bum feels very much like he had a script page that just said riff. <laughs> I still hear people saying, damn, Gina. And I always yeah. ask them, do you, do you know what that's from? And they're like, I don't know. It's just well, it's something same, that people say. It's the same thing as by Felicia. Yeah. It's just worked its way into yes, it was Brandon regular Jackson, conversation. Yeah, Brandon D. Jackson. All right. So you saw the trailer for Bloodshot. I also saw it this week, the, yeah. the Vin Diesel movie. What was, I thought it looked... It looked like four or five things that we have seen in other movies all rolled into one. Like they made a stew out of a bunch of action movies. And this is, <laughs> this is what happened was Vin Diesel's bloodshot. I, uh, so at Bad Boys for Life, they had the trailer for that and the trailer for Morbius. And I, didn't, I haven't seen the Morbius I am, one. I never thought I would be in the place that I was burned out on comic book movies. And I totally is bloodshot a comic book? Oh, I didn't know it was a I mean, comic it's not, book. It's not one of the big two. It's like uh, IDW or uh, or something like that. Or I did not know it was a comic book character. I can't remember what uh, what outfit it is, what publisher it, it is. It seems but it's not DC cool. Marvel. Where you know, obviously, he's been enhanced, and they're they're erasing his memory. So basically, he is like a conscience free hitman. So they just go have him go get revenge on somebody from this fake memory that they planted into his head. It's kind of cool. It's like unleashing a dog that has no, is it valiant? no care for human yeah, life. It's valiant comics. Okay. 
but it looks kind of fun. I'll I'll definitely watch it eventually. I I'm I sure think, Vin Diesel's going to act his butt off. I don't think it. Ugh. I wouldn't say it doesn't look not. It, I wouldn't say it looks not watchable. I'm just not. I'm I'm kind of burned out. Same thing like <laughs> Morbius is like. I don't know if I want to watch this or not. I'm just. But Bloodshot doesn't seem to me like a comic book, like so a superhero. Haven't seen, you haven't seen the Morbius trailer, right? No, so I have you, zero interest in that movie. Uh, let me, let me. I had little to none in Venom, and Venom was okay. It was better than I you, thought it you, was going to be. Are you interested that they're connecting it to this the the Spider Man universe? I figured they would. I still don't care. How do you feel about that? The end of the trailer, Michael Keaton is shows up for reals. Yeah. The vulture shows up. Michael Keaton shows up. Is it Michael Keaton as the vulture? Okay, Travis, let me do some computer magic and see All if right. it will tell me. Because now I'm going to have to watch his stupid trailer for a stupid character that I don't care about at all. Morbius? It's a vampire. Just make a vampire movie. There's plenty of vampire see, movies Travis, already, actually. See, Travis, you're kind of in my lane now. Uh, no, I just don't care about... I don't know. That's I, weird. First of all, he's a villain, and he's like a C-list villain. That's why I don't care. If it was maybe a Michael Green King's Goblin role movie, does not have a name attached to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so they've got like J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson in parentheses rumored. Just kidding, Simmons. Just kidding, Simmons. So I. Hmm. I mean, they put up front of the P, the the production company that brought you Spider-Man: Far From Home, that brought right. you Venom, that you know. I just have never cared about Morbius at all. No, so neither. But I mean, it's a very inconsequential hey, look, man, character. Around the time that it came out, were you like, "Oh man, I'm totally, I totally care about Iron Man." That's. Oh, I was pretty pumped about Iron Man coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was okay. What about What character. about Guardians of the Galaxy? By that time, Marvel had built enough goodwill that it was like, yeah, let's see what they I'll do. But his his Sony built that same goodwill. I knew. <laughs> hey, Venom was insanely, Venom was fairly successful, and they were building it on the backs of Spider Man: Far From Home and Homecoming. Yeah, Morbius. They are. I don't know. They are drawing that Peter Parker into this. Just start naming uh, Spider Man Rogues Gallery characters, and I bet there's fifteen before. That I would care about more than Morbius. But he's not bad. He's kind of bad. <laughs> just like Venom. Uh, all right. <laughs> I just don't care. They're anti-heroes, Travis. Yeah, I, I've never been one for caring much about anti-heroes Travis, either. Travis, would be awesome, though? If, what if Stone Cold had, Steve Austin's my anti-hero. What if they, that's what I'm saying, Travis. What <laughs> if Stone Cold Steve Austin had superpowers? Then I would watch that movie. That's what Morbius is. No, he's a vampire. What if Stone Cold Steve Austin was a vampire? Morbius is not going to open a can of whoop ass. Blah, I want to suck your cheap beer. <laughs> uh, anyway. I don't know. I Again, I'm like one, I'm pretty burned out on the Marvel stuff. And two, like that, that sort of B tier, you know, Venom, like we're... We're the the Sony Pictures bootleg hero universe. I'm definitely not real 
really up on that. So I don't. I have no idea if it looks good or not. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Maybe I'll. Also, I'll I'm also watch not the, the trailer, hugest Jared Leto fan in the universe. I, me neither, and especially after his version of the Joker, I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little uh, burned by it was Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Hokey smokey artichokey. <laughs> I, I think in my mind I I tried to convince myself that was someone else, or it was just something you dreamt that didn't really happen. I uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, Let's, we'll stay in the superhero realm, but we're gonna talk uh, DC TV. I I recently watched. Uh, episodes four and five of the Crisis on Infinite Earth series, uh, the the major crossover for this year. The first three were really good, and I was pretty excited to see the conclusion. And then it was what about a uh, a month in between? It was because that happened before Christmas, and then it took another month before you got the other two. Finally watched them. They came out like a week or so ago. They're okay. The first three were really good. And the last two were fine. It really kind of like... Kind of fizzled out? Yeah, honestly. What, it, what? So what was there in the first ones that they weren't able to carry? The first one is a lot of uh, cameos, first of all, from all sorts of different past DC things. And it's one by one, every Earth is just getting wiped out by antimatter because the anti-monitor is taking over the entire asshole. universe so that he can build an anti-universe and be like the god of it. So every single Earth is getting wiped out one by one and they're trying to stop him. And then uh, they become, it's like, is it six or seven? I can't remember. Of the characters become paragons or something like that. And they're the ones that can stop the anti-monitor. And they get pulled into... So it, it's not the Phantom Zone, but it's similar to the Phantom. It's oh. outside of, it's like in between the so universes. They ran into a bunch of uh, characters from the show? No. No, not really at all. They, oh, they were just okay. stuck there for like, I don't know, months, I guess, trying, so, to, trying to escape so they can bring was, everything back. Was some of the initial excitement sort of the like, oh my God, this person's <clears throat> showing up. Oh my God, this person's showing up. And yeah. Once 100%. they all showed up, it was like, oh, it's not as fun now that no one's showing up anymore. And they all died. <laughs> really? Oh. So these two, the, the episode four is them escaping from, I can't remember what this zone was called, limbo zone or whatever. It, so it's in between the two, the, the universe and the anti-universe. So it's just kind of in the middle of nowhere. They escape from there. Uh, they go back and go to the the beginning of time or whatever and defeat the anti-monitor or so they think (gasps) and oliver queen who had died in a previous episode comes back as the specter so he kind (laughs) of sacrifices himself and brings back all of the different uh infinite earths is that because i kind of off the top of my dome um familiar with the specter as a character so is that like messing with is that messing with sort of like versus the comics? Like the Spectre is a completely different character, and their utilization of it is it's. It was yeah. I think cue. it was. I think it was a. What can we do with Oliver? <laughs> because he's leaving the show, and so is he going to stay as that character? No, no, he's he's done. Okay, he's gone. I mean, 
it's always possible he could pop back. You know, it's that's, superhero that's stuff. Asking. But that's what as I'm of now, is, he's left the show. He's uh, Felicity Smoke has left the show, and that show's pretty much done. Arrow is done. They might they're trying to spin it off because he has a daughter that he pulled back from the future, and uh, she's going to be the new Green Arrow. I don't know if she's going to be on one of the existing shows or have her own shows, but the rumor is it's going to be uh, green arrow and the black canaries. So there's the daughter is the green arrow. And then uh, Dinah and Laurel is the green or is the black canaries. I, anyway, and you're not, you don't feel burned out on any of this. No, there's, I'm, I'm pretty burnt so out much on of it. Yeah, there is so much. And they're also doing a, Travis, how they're also we, doing a Superman and Lois Lane show. Travis, how did we get here? It was, spo- it was going so well. How did we get to this? <laughs> Here's the most interesting Travis, thing though. How did we let it get out of control? The flash goes into uh, the speed force to try to, to, to escape. And he runs into Ezra Miller's Flash from the Zack Snyder movies. Okay. Yeah, he had a cameo in there. I guess so. (laughs) For some reason, he was in there. And it was cool that he was in there. It was definitely like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. So that does kind of tell me, oh, maybe he is going to be a part of the Flash movie that's supposed to come out in two years. I don't know if they're planning on tying anything from the TV shows into the movies, or if it's just a way to say, hey, remember this character? He still exists. Know. Yeah. But it was we, cool to see him in there. Yeah. Who knows? Like, who knows if it's one of those things that, that Warner Brothers has him on a, it's sort of a, a retainer thing of like, we need to have him do something within the next year and a half, or we lose him for this property. From what I read, actually, they had wrapped everything, and Warner Brothers called it like, the 11th hour it was like 1159 and said hey could you put ezra miller in this thing as the flash and of course they're like absolutely so they just kind of film a scene with with just the two flashes having a conversation so they only had to bring in grant gustin i kind of wonder if if that comes from like hey man we've got him on contract and we need like if we want him to keep doing this thing he needs to be in something it's possible but it was it was a welcome and he's surprise like in his early twenties and he's not a star so we can we can get by give him a thing in the TV show he won't say no to it he wants to keep doing this thing just we gotta do something and you know the rumor is that they're gonna the movie's gonna be kind of based on Flashpoint it's but not some the way you think but not the way you think right so anyway they end up uh, saving the world spoiler alert all of the worlds somehow all of the Earths come back. But Supergirl's Earth and uh, Black Lightning's Earth, because they were both on separate Earths, they all get pulled into uh, the the Arrowverse Earth, which is now called Earth Prime. Oh, I wonder how that so, happened. I don't know. I, I wonder how that brand synergy could have happened. I don't know why, especially with Black Lightning, which was on CW, why did that was that ever on a separate Earth anyway? But I kind of got Supergirl because it was on CBS. When the uh, first season one, so you never thought they were ever going to cross man. over, but now they're all on the same earth, so it can very easily cross over. But I mean, it was fun, but it did kind of fizzle out, <coughs> especially after waiting for a month hmm. to see the conclusion of it. I will so. say, I think that my burnout has put me back on watching like normal movies. <laughs> I I was pretty burnt out until the last couple minutes. 
when the flash because the flash has a bunch of money in the in the show because he got he basically owns star labs and all that stuff because of inheritance or whatever like that so he takes him to this abandoned star labs building that nobody knows about it's off the grid and he unveils a table and the table's got chairs with all their logos on it and then they show the outside of the building and it looks like the hall of justice and then you hear a monkey going okay And (laughs) and then you see uh what was the monkey's name from the Wonder Twins? It was like Gleek or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's the monkey so you see from the a Wonder cage Twins that had or the... if, it's the, if it's the thing from the Herculoids. <clears throat> no, it was definitely... I don't think they have merged there... the Herculoids in well, yet. No, that I would think, be cool. I think the Herculoids thing was like Gloop or Gloog or something Wasn't like it that. like a a green glob with eyeballs? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. If only I, always, I had a device... I always mix, I always mix uh, the Herculoids and Thundar the Barbarian. Yep. Yes, yes, you, I can see how you would do that. <laughs> Thunder. Anyway, so why, it kinda, we a, why aren't we getting any updates on that stuff? I don't know. Yeah, they should be remaking the stuff that wasn't great, but has potential. That's what you should yep, remake. Yep, it was definitely Gleek. Gleek, okay. The thing, the, when you push water through your teeth? Yeah. yeah. I remember when somebody said, I can teach you how to Gleek, and I was like, what is that? That's disgusting. Why would you want to do that? Anyway, when it kind of wrapped up with the Hall of Justice, I was like, all right, that's that's pretty cool. But eh, it just kind of petered out, you might say. Petered out. Uh, I might say that. But it was cool to see Ezra Miller in there. I don't know what it means. It probably doesn't mean anything except for, hey, remember this. I, Yeah, there you go. Uh, I figured it out. I think in my mind I compartmentalized of like, who Jared Leto wants people to think he is, I still cannot get with that he did that Joker. And I think in my mind, I had like transferred, like I'd come to believe, oh no, that was Zac Efron. <laughs> I always think he, he's trying to be like crazy, like Jim Carrey or something. Oh, Jim Carrey. Poor, poor Jim Carrey. Let's see. Hercules characters. There was Zock. Herculoids. Flying... Herculoids. Yeah. Did I say the Hercules? Yeah. <laughs> that was the dragon guy, right? Yep, that was Igoo. 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 Was that... Uh, he was kind of like... Or was it Thundar that had the the Chewbacca-looking guy? You're right. Thundar had the Chewbacca guy. Okay. What did... What did... So, in my mind, I'm making the same mistake you did. It's not the Chewbacca, but what is it? Igoo was the rock ape. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Tundro was a ten-legged horned rhinoceros. Yeah, I, I remember that one. Herculoids was off its ass. Yeah, and that was like crazy. Gloop, gloop and Gleep. Gloop and Gleep. So we've got Gloop, Gleep, and Gleek. Herculoids and Thundar. <laughs> we've got we've got Gloop, Gleep, and Gleek, and coming to Netflix soon enough. Goop. Is that? Oh yeah, that's the yeah. That's, that's the, the vagina we, candle. That's show. the thing that we don't care about. The vagina candle. Yeah, like Herculoids was so. Like weird, like man, bring it back, brother. Was that like late sixties, early seventies? Something like that. I already closed that window. I'm afraid. And Thundar was around that time, or was Thundar the eighties? I know they were already. Who's to say old it's lost when, the time now? It's by the time like, I saw them, they were old. I do know that, but they were fun to watch. Oh yeah, I'll bet. You know, I'll bet that they were terrible. <laughs> yeah, our minds. Yeah, Herculoids was sixty-seven to sixty-nine. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> And then we're gonna, I'm going to check out Thundar. 
Thundar, the Barbarian. That one was 80 to 81. So, yeah, they were pretty far apart. So, Thundar was our childhood. All right. Yeah. Yeah, weird. I wouldn't have thought Thundar happened during our lifetime. Amazing. It was kind of... It was actually before He-Man. I was about to say, I think it was an answer to He-Man, but it was before He-Man. So, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the character that you were thinking of, the Chewbacca, was Ukla the Mock. Oh, yeah. That's definitely (laughs) the name. Rings a bell, for sure. Speaking kind of of... I think I saw... Speaking of Ukla the Mock? Speaking of Ukla the Mock now. (laughs) Just speaking of, like, remade stuff, uh, I think I saw... I don't think I actually saw any audio, but I saw like a commercial with no audio of the Fantasy Island movie. And what uh, is Peter Dinklage in it? Oh, did you? I'm kind of. I'm kind of remembering. Is it's it Will Will Ferrell? And it's no, no. This okay. is a, it's a horror movie. Oh, maybe I was seeing like some fantasy casting, like Will Ferrell and uh, Peter Dinklage in it. Oh yeah. So who's in it? I'm gonna look. Just that a up. bunch of nobodies. I'm gonna look at. Uh, I'm thinking young, pretty people. It's, it, but it's like Fantasy Island, the TV show, except a horror movie. Or does it have nothing to do with it? Deep playing, deep playing. I think it's just more of a like. It, it's like a genie. Like, I wish for this thing, and oh no, it was too exact of an interpretation of the thing I wished. <laughs> oh, we'll have to talk about genies in a few minutes. So let's see who we got. Maggie Q is Elena. I like oh, no, Maggie I Q. Oh, you know what? This is. You know what? I kind of think I'm with this casting. I, I think Maggie Q I initially thought was in the Mr. Rourke role, and I was kind of like, I don't know about that. Uh, Mr. Rourke, Michael Pena. Michael Pena from. What is. Is Michael Pena the, in. Uh, come look at this dude. See that guy? Oh, yeah. I was going to say from. Door of the Explorer. I'm. I'm. Uh, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have known him. Also, Ant Man. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm good with that. I like him a lot. I like Maggie Q a lot. Uh, what was the character? What was the tattoo? tattoo? I don't think that there's a tattoo. How can you? Not there's a have character a named Devil Face. They definitely by, need to have a tattoo. Played by Kim Coates. Because you know what? The thing about tattoo, and maybe I'm wrong, because I was a kid watching it, but they didn't make fun of him because he was a dwarf no i just think i think that they just erred on the side of like uh you know what let's just not do it you know what though in in this day and age of inclusion i think it's a disservice if it has to do with mr rourke and all that to not have a tattoo in there you're gonna have to take that up with the producers of fantasy island and i'm not even saying it for jokes or anything like that because i don't think i don't think tattoo was a joke character I mean, everybody kind of quotes de plane, de plane, because that's just a, it's a funny thing. But he was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Travis, I want to walk you through your last statement. I don't think tattoo was seven, the, but Travis, it, I just want to walk you through your last statement. I don't think tattoo was the joke. I mean, sure, everybody quoted de plane, de plane, because it was really funny, but he wasn't a joke. The line was funny, not, not anything. <laughs> it, it's, it's not that he was a dwarf. It's like if a seven foot guy, if a. If Jaws from the, yeah, if Jaws from the James Bond movie said "deplane, deplane," it would people would have quoted that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even in even the the man with the golden gun, you were a little bit uh, nervous of uh, Hervé. Was it Hervé? Hervé Velcheck. Yeah, because he was in that. He was Knickknack. <laughs> he does need better names than Knickknack and Tattoo. <laughs> Knickknack Tabasco. <laughs> yeah. 
Paddywhack. <laughs> Come help me. No. Uh, That's what they should have named TikTok. They should have named it Knickknack. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm going to say, yeah, okay. I'm a little bit more on board with this now. Michael, Michael Rooker's in it. And it's a movie or a TV show? Uh, appears to be a movie. Michael Rooker's in it? Wow. Michael Rooker is in it. Uh, like I said, Kim Coates, I recognize. I don't know where from, though. I was trying to work Jimmy on Jimmy O'Yang is in it. Oh, yeah? Uh, I've met him. Well, next time you see him, ask him about Fantasy Island. I was trying to work on a Michael Rooker impression one day, and it's weird because it's kind of like... It's raspy and kind, but it's, it's also kind of up here. It's just hickey hillbilly yeah. as hell. <laughs> it's a very it's a complex oh, it's a throat. Yeah, it's a Bloomhouse movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever that. I I know the name Bloomhouse. I don't know what they, kind of reputation. They make lots of movies like that. That's that's what they do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of with this whole Pena thing. I wonder if he's trying to approximate a uh, a Montalban because Ricardo Montalban, rich Corinthian leather. Born in the circus. <laughs> oh, boy. Montalban was a treasure. Khan! I don't think he said that. No, he didn't. <laughs> that was his character's name, though. That's that's way off. So He vexes uh, me. How did we even get there? Oh, I don't know. Trav, for a moment, I'm going to talk about that I saw Operation Finale that we spoke about last week. That would be did? The, the Nazi hunting movie. Oh, yeah. With Oscar Isaac and I couldn't remember the name. Ben Dam Kingsley. And how was that? It was aggressively fine. Was it better than Ender's Game with Ben Kingsley and Harrison Ford? I never saw that. I Travis? It's Travis, boring. Is, this is going to blow your mind. As someone who grew up LDS in Utah, I have never read nor consumed Ender's Game in any way, shape, or form. I own Ender's Game, but I never read it. <laughs> I have never in any way, shape, or form consumed Ender's Game. And I thought the movie was boring. I have only a cursory idea of what it's even about i know it's future i know it's kind of video games yeah but basically it's re- but they're really killing people are they it, it's kind of it travis i don't know i haven't consumed it do you remember there was an episode of star trek the original series and they went to a planet where they would have basically simulated battles and whatever however many people died in this simulated battle that planet had to execute that many people or that I don't think I haven't seen a ton of original series like I I think I've seen like 10 or 15 minutes of the original series on a Saturday afternoon over the course of you know decades oh you should watch them (laughs) they are something Travis you need to watch Kid Rock I I can't remember what the actual episode is named but he goes to a planet Kirk goes to a planet he has amnesia (laughs) And it's like How many times it, they're all Kirk they're all like amnesia? Native Americans, and he's walking through the woods, and he's got like face paint on, and he's like, "Oh no, the sun, the water, I am one with Earth." It's ridiculous. It is, <laughs> it is William Shatner. It is most Shatnery for the way that amnesia was used, probably <laughs> most specifically in the eighties, and probably earlier in movies and film. You know, movies and film, TV mm-hmm. and movies. Uh, have you ever met a single person that is in any way an amnesiac? No, not one. And I've had like I've had at least seven concussions. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I never the 80s couldn't made it, remember who the it 80s, was. This the eighties made it up that like if you hit a door jam the wrong way, you were gonna lose some memory. Yeah. And you know what? Gilligan's Island, I think, started it. 
And they they made it even more problematic because the the way to hit it, if you hit them in the head again, they would gain all their memories back. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's how you fix it. That's what the 80s taught us was that if you have amnesia from hitting your head, if they hit you again, you'll get it back. Yep. I don't think that's how amnesia works. Similarly, that's how CTE works. (laughs) (laughs) Similarly, um, I don't think, I don't think, and I don't think uh, movies and TV have grown out of this. Knocking someone out does not work how they think it works or want us to believe it works. Yeah, like when they're like, oh, I got to take out this bad guy, just knock him out. Yeah, basically you're just concussing them. You're either killing them or they're still kind of awake for the most part. Yeah. You can't just hit somebody over the head and they're like, I mean, it's they're out for a half hour now. That's not how it works. It's a buy-in that you have to have with movies is that fighting cannot possibly john wick i love john wick that human that body cannot take that kind of punishment no no over the course of a movie over the course of 10 minutes of a movie a body (laughs) cannot handle that like i I think oh no it's getting hit with cars yeah Yeah, it's 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 the beginning of two where he goes to get his car back Mm -hmm. and he gets he gets whole ass hit by a car and then gets up and fights everybody. There is a YouTube video, and I don't know if they do it for many more movies. They must. Because I've seen it for Home Alone, yeah. and, I, and I've also yeah. seen it for Die Hard. And it shows basically what would actually kill a person or injure a person. So there's like a high... They basically have a body count of Harry and Marv in the Home Alone movies and yeah. how many times they would die. <laughs> and it, it, like each brick that hits, it breaks down massive trauma to head, dead. You know, it's pretty funny to watch, but it breaks down the injuries that would occur with each. So the buy-in. <laughs> each thing. Yeah. And I, I feel like we've talked about this. And John Wick has it. Die Hard has it. And oddly enough, I think Home Alone has it, <laughs> where things like the Fast and Furious series are really bad at it. A lot of like what I refer to as dad porn movies, or you know, like grandpa porn of like, I don't know, the head lieutenant. I think dad porn is just porn. Dad, dad porn. <laughs> as a, as a dad, I could maybe <laughs> I could maybe tell you yes. No, I, I'm talking about like old old older. I know dads. I know what you're saying, Travis. You know what I'm talking. I about. I know what you're saying. Jack Reacher is definitely that kind of dad. Porn. Yeah, yeah. Like, damn it, he's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> It's like when I sit down and watch a Western and my kids walk in like, what are you watching? I'm like, watching it's a porn. Western. Yeah. No, the, the buy-in is that what, what those movies have that say a Fast and Furious doesn't have is the incredible punishment that Keanu Reeves takes in John Wick is ridiculous. But they do, an, they do at least an admirable job of making him look completely messed up, which <laughs> yeah. die hard. No, a human body couldn't do. A human body couldn't crawl through that much venting and not get not fall out and things like that. Right. But at the end of the movie, Bruce Willis looks messed up. At the end of Home Alone, Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern, <laughs> David Dan, Daniel Stern, Daniel Stern, they look messed up. Right. So iron markings on their face and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So that that's the buy-in. Whereas in a Fast and Furious movie, um, Vin Diesel get hit whole ass in the face with a wrench, a rusty wrench, <laughs> and he'll come back and there's just like a teeny cut on his eyebrow. 
The eyebrow is where the damage happens. Much like you don't know this, but it's actually the the wrench that bled. It wasn't Vin Diesel. What the eighties taught us, much like with amnesia, is that if you get punched in the face really, really hard, the worst that's going to happen is an eyebrow cut. Yeah, or maybe maybe you spit out just just a little loogie yeah, with blood in it. A little bit, a little bit of blood in the mouth. <laughs> no one knows what that means, but uh, man. You ever seen a movie when someone gets punched in the stomach and they spit blood? Like, man, what happened there? Uh, I think they ruptured their stomach wall or something. I don't know. I mean, that's... I'm no doctor. That's that's some pretty serious damage. That's one of those ones. If you get punched in the stomach in a movie and blood comes out of your mouth, you're done. You know, that's how they killed uh, Harry Houdini. Sucker punch to the stomach. What's that? I don't know if that's really how he died, but that's, that's what I always hear. I thought it was. I thought that's how the guy in the video that gets hit by a cannonball died. That guy spit out blood. <laughs> he had to. Have. That guy just turned okay, into kids, blood. Okay, kids. People, uh, people under the age of like forty, people under the age of thirty. What we're talking about is that one scene in The Simpsons when Homer gets hit in the stomach. That's based on a real, real yeah. thing. It's a, it's one of those things like some weird guy let himself get shot in the stomach with a cannon and then used a girdle to catch himself. Was that from like a uh, Guinness Book of World Records or something? Is that like you know like the world's fattest twins? I can't believe you were in the same headspace I was. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean, it couldn't be in Guinness Book of World Records because I can remember the video of it. I don't know why I've seen that guy getting hit by a cannonball. In my mind, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, am I just confusing it with the fat twins on the motorcycles, which also appeared in The Simpsons? I've, I've made a joke where I referenced the world's fattest twins on motorcycles, and nobody got it, and I was so bummed out. I was oh, like, man. oh, no. Nobody gets it. When are we getting that documentary? Yeah, for real. There's, There's no murder. There, Unless right? they murdered somebody, it's not going to be on There's Netflix. There's got to be a story there. I'm a little... Speaking of things I'm burnt out on, I'm burnt out on murder doc documentaries on Murder. netflix com. every single day there's a new one now there's the aaron hernandez ones like hey man ugh. hey man blame blame the women listening to podcasts i don't get it i really don't get it anyway clone wars trailer we we watched that today yeah it looks really good i you know we we uh we had a bit of a disagreement on that in that like it looks cool and i am definitely going to watch it I'm not generally into things where I know the outcome of a lot of the, like the. It's hard to have stakes between. It's hard to have stakes in a cool battle when two characters walk in, into a room and say, "This is where it ends." And you right. know, like I know the two mo- movie or TV shows where your actual end happens. So kind <laughs> of this is going to be a stalemate. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good way to turn the story to the Ahsoka character. Because we know what's going to happen with Obi Wan and and Anakin and all that. Yeah, I, I and I guess that's a little bit of a fib because I don't mind seeing Obi Wan. Yeah, it, it looks cool. The in fact, I'm probably happy to see. You can tell the animated's touched up just a oh, little yeah. bit. I don't think it's just a little bit. I think that that stuff is. They kept the, they kept the style. Wars. They kept the style, but that definitely yeah, looks it, way better than the it's improved. Bit of Clone Wars that I've watched. And I think it's going to answer questions about like what happened to Ahsoka. Why was she not in the a part of the you know the prequels or anything like that? And maybe it'll turn into an Ahsoka show. Maybe it'll just spin off and it'll just be Tales of Ahsoka. I'm Frank. I mean, travel in the universe or something. Uh, that could be cool. 
Frankly, I'm surprised that they haven't done that. I, I mean, maybe that's why they're doing this one more season. It's yeah, just because like we're doing eight because we you guys will you guys will watch an Ahsoka show, right? <laughs> or maybe one I of, would actually. Maybe there are three or four other characters that are going to be in this that were like, you would you watch a whole show if we made it out of this character? <laughs> what if they brought in an animated Mandalorian? Did an episode on the Ahsoka show. You watch that? I will not be surprised at all if if the Mando makes an appearance. Or if real real life Ahsoka ends up on Mandalorian. Boy, that that's another one that I'm surprised that with all of the all of the shenanigans that they've done that they like I'm kinda surprised Ahsoka didn't show up in solo somewhere. I saw an internet rumor and it was just one of those clickbait rumors, but here here's why I bring it up. And it was somebody going, um, oh, now I can't. Uh, you know, the best person to, to play Ahsoka would be Rosario Dawson. Like adult Ahsoka. And then for some reason, Rosario Dawson saw it and she like said, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like. So, <laughs> so she retweeted it. I thought it was cool. So you didn't see. You, having not played the games, you don't know. Oh, now I got to remember the name of the. <clears throat> basically um Geralt has his trainer mm-hmm. is hanging out with him early in uh the witcher 3 and i shouldn't be spa- i it's a travesty that i'm spacing on the name but uh people started tweeting at mark hamill that he should show up in oh i think i've seen about tweets that. about that too yeah and, and he's like i don't know who this guy is but sure <laughs> i'm guessing he has a beard and he's craggly yeah <laughs> yeah I want to find it because uh, let's get into the Witcher. Since since we switched over to, the, <laughs> I was looking. I up, think we're done with with Clone Wars. Travis, so. I just want to say I was looking up Witcher three characters to try and remember this name that I'm being a sucker at. The second I got up Witcher three C H A R, and the second uh, choice down for the predictable was Witcher three sexable characters. Sexable characters. Oh boy! Don't click on that one. You'll get a virus. No, no, indeed. So you, ha- we're both basically in the same spot right now. Yes, I have seen episodes five and six, so I've only got two episodes left. The first one is was, that all that's left? Yeah, oh, we're we're way in there. Then the first one is the one with the gin, where Geralt can't sleep, so he's he's just you know trying to fish for this uh, gin bottle out of this lake, and Dandelion comes around. I was honestly, I was kind of glad when Geralt ended up like coming unglued on Dandelion a little bit in in episode six. He's like, everything bad that happens to me, you're there. And I was, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this guy is bad. What? Nah. I don't. I don't like the character. I don't like Dandelion. I guess I've I've been front loaded having having played a bunch of Witcher three and I don't like the guy that plays like, him. I don't like. I already like Dandelions. He always messes everything up. So I was glad when Geralt yelled. He at didn't him. mess that up. Geralt messed that up. He was mad. At, he yelled at Dandelion because Geralt had messed up. Like what did all 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 Vesmir or not Vesmir? Vesmir is the guy I was trying to think of. Vesmir is the trainer. Mm. All Jaskier, as they call him in the show. All he did was say, oh, well, there you go. And Geralt's like, she found out that my wish was, a, the, she found out that she's only in love with me because I made a wish and it's your fault. <laughs> Is that the wish that he made? <clears throat> Unclear. Okay, because I didn't, I didn't hear that clearly. He whispers it, so. 
Right. Unclear. And and uh, from what I remember the book, I don't know if they... I don't remember. I don't remember what they okay. say in there. Because that's the final... That's the final big story in the book, and they have a little kind of epilogue of, you know, the the through through line thing. But that, uh, yeah, that that story is is where you first hear of Yennefer. They don't have any of her backstory or anything. You just she just shows up, and roughly what happens in the in the episode mm-hmm. happens in that story. And there, I mean, there's a lot going on in that episode. You you see that, I mean, that's the first one where. Yennefer and Geralt actually meet. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird, creepy orgy. <laughs> just, for, just for heads up, if you haven't seen it yet, there's, and it's like, it's like slow motion, weird. It's like, I don't know. It was weird. It's creepy. almost like she had an orgy on in the background. No, that that's that's <laughs> honestly that's what it was. Is it was the Christmas fire log, except for it was a bunch of. I was going to say it was a bunch of horny people, but honestly, that was the creepy thing about it is none of them knew what they were doing. Cause yeah, because she, she broke the spell. And they're all like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, immediately self-conscious. Like, ah. So that's weird. She seemed like totally bored with it, but she was the one. She was doing it for right. her own benefit. Like, right. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe maybe 15 minutes earlier she was into it. And Perhaps I'm thinking, too, I'm thinking too much about something that was just there to make a goof. There was a lot of nudity, nudity in that episode. She, Yennefer's naked a lot in it. They should have just named that episode Yennefer's Body. Like the Jennifer's Body movie, Megan Fox movie. You do, do you remember that one at all? <laughs> Jennifer's I, I Body. Know, I know the title, yeah. <laughs> Yennefer's Body. Man, she was, apparently you have to be naked to do spells. I don't know. How many spells have you done, Trav? Uh, apparently none. I mean, well, we say, how many have you done clothes? Have you tried it with the? Have you tried it on full out hanging? I have never done any clothes or unclothed, so I guess I'm the wrong guy to ask. So, I told my wife though. I was like, you, you can. I think that you can definitely tell that there was two different directors. Why don't you from go home Episode tonight, five Trav? and six. Why don't you go home tonight? Pull down the old trousers, throw out an all la peanut butter sandwiches, and see what it gets you. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna get me a handful of nothing, <laughs> but you can uh, you can tell that there was like different styles in directing because that first one there's like so much nudity, <laughs> particularly you know for nudity. The second or episode six, it's the one with the the dragons in it. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff. There's even a scene where they have a sex scene, but there's nothing. It's just you know she rolls over onto her back and then they they talk and. They fall in love, that kind of stuff. Completely different style, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> but the second one was a lot of fun with, with the... The dragons looked really good for a, for a Netflix show. Yeah, again, and that's the weird thing of they cheaped out. Well, if you want to call it cheaped out, they just didn't, they didn't put money into the gin. But if it was so they could have they, dragons, then I'm fine said, with it. Uh, hey, Lost, can we borrow your smoke monster for an hour? They got some like uh, the Grace Jones twins were in there. That was that was cool. Those were the I see. And that's the thing is now they've they've gotten outside of that first book that I've read, and I kind of I want to keep up and I want to find out if those are. I don't know. It's a weird experience because I've told you most of the ones that they do the episodes mm-hmm. that I know the story. I'm kind of like oh they. They're really rushing through this stuff. So I don't know if it's better to experience the TV show first or read it first. I knew there was something up with that guy when Dandelion's hitting on on the two protectors. And he's kind of making fun of how he looks. And they're like, 
don't you talk about him like that? He's glorious or something like that. Did they like, ever establish who they were exactly? They were basically protectors of the egg, I think. Something like that. But from, from whence they came, they didn't ever really go Or protectors that? of the gold dragon, perhaps. I don't know where they came from. I'm I just, just assuming he done, he done dropped through the smoke and turned into a dragon. So they were like, ah, we can drop. It's going to be cool. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think they were just like a long line of human beings that, we're sworn to protect the dragon or something like to that. Say. I don't know. Who's to say? Vulgar, dro- vulgar dwarves. Vulgar <laughs> the ravens. dwarves were funny. I want them dwarves to come back. Right. I would like to see more of the dwarves because they, they were cracking me up. They were The dwarves were like freaking open micers. Yeah. They were delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just all talk. Were they? Well, I guess they could fight a little bit, yeah. I don't know if they were all talk. They came and just saw the carnage laid on, and they were like, ah, we're definitely in over our heads. That stupid night was pretty funny. Where he, he kills he the, kills that... The diarrhea night? Yeah, he kills that sad-looking <laughs> werewolf creature yeah. who was starving. Because, first of all, everybody's mad at him for doing it. And then he insists on eating it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. No. He basically drank water not, in yeah. South America on that one. <laughs> It was funny um, to see him get chopped up. So that is a continuing theme. So that that's a theme in other things of there is someone who is super overqualified and no one ever listens to them, which is Geralt. Right. There there, there have been several scenes, but this this happens in other things of you know we've got this guy who definitely knows what to do with monsters. Like maybe we should just say and he, and he's telling us, oh no, wait a minute, I got this. Like no, I'm pretty much sword is. What I got to do with this? Well, that's because you hear, like in all the episodes, basically there's Witcher propaganda. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so people will, you know, will they actually don't not listen to him and think that he's garbage. And- the, actually, though, the the TV show doesn't lean into that. Like, if you're playing Witcher three, uh, there's a handful of people who who uh, have respect for Geralt. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every town they go to, everybody is like, Witcher suck. We're going to fight you, Witcher. <laughs> when they're just there to kill your monsters. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, there is definite Witcher racism going on. Or whatever you would call the ism versus, you know, a Witcher. I hope they touch a little more on the process of becoming a Witcher. Because now we know it is a process. You're <laughs> not just born that way. And yeah. he says he didn't choose it. So... Mm. But they, Travis, they kind cons- of talk like everybody else has chosen to be a witcher. So I'm wondering what the story is there. Have you maybe can have you perhaps considered that maybe it's Maybelline? Maybe he's born with it. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah, Maybelline. Yeah, it's, it's a process. It'd be so. interesting to, to see that. And maybe they'll touch on the next two episodes or a few future season. I don't know. It's not going to be too hard to find out, I think, this week. Yeah. And I thought it was funny... Uh, or not not funny, but I thought it was cool the stuff with uh, Mausak. With in that, Mausak, that weird huh? like uh, shapeshifter Billy, your uh, Buffalo Bob guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that uh, I was really hoping Mausak was going to make it. Yeah, I was I was because I did so, like I that don't know character what it is about that dude. Whatever whatever that actor was laying down, I was picking up. I was like, I I kind of like this. Guy. Yeah, for for a guy that had a man bun, he was pretty cool. Hey but, man, like. No, I guess Geralt doesn't quite have a man bun. He's got whatever that kind of like, I've got a ponytail, but I leave most of it loose. <laughs> right. But that weird character at the beginning of episode five, I don't even know if they said what it was called. 
It's just a. It's it, a. It was almost like Buffalo Bob Smeagol mashup type of thing. So yeah, that was in, that was you know creepy. That, uh, he he is still a threat. Oh, he's not dead. He escaped. You saw as far as I did, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. He tries to double cross the king. Right. Did the king not kill him? No, because he like they started fighting and then he he got out through the door. And he's like, oh, you're in here. And then you see at the end of it, he's like killed everyone in the kitchen. And like, we still haven't found him, sir, but he won't, he won't huh. stay hidden. And Silver hurts him. Silver hurts which, him. Which is interesting because in the supernatural universe, they have a, I can't remember what it's called, but they have a, a, a creature that can change its shape. It's a shapeshifter. Maybe they just call it shapeshifter. But Silver kills that shapeshifter as well. So Were you like me when uh, Elf Buddy came back to... To uh, untie Siri, I was like, "Dude, it's totally, it's totally a doppelganger. Touch someone. Yeah, what did. are you doing?" I did think it was the the doppelganger. Yeah, but then I also thought, "But he's she's already tied up." So, no, like once he let her go, like Silverhawks, baby. Yeah, it was a good episode. That both of the episodes were really good, and they were very different from each other, which was, which is cool. It genuinely like it gets way better as it goes along, doesn't it? Yeah, I I I kind of want to go back and watch the first four again. With like knowing what I know now, but I'll I'll get through seven and eight maybe this week, and then probably go back and watch it all and see if I can put some clues together after I've finished all eight episodes. So I'm enjoying it. At first, I was like, eh, I like it, but I don't love it. But <laughs> I am enjoying it. It's it's a lot of fun. Good job, I mean, Witcher. I want to see. Oh, stretch for a minute. I was gonna. You know what? You know what? I don't care. I'm not going to do it. I ran into a character in Witcher 3 that I think might be the bad guy in uh, in the TV series. Maybe. I could <laughs> be wrong, though. I'd have to pay better attention to names. You mean the, the Black Knight guy? Yeah. I think I ran into him in Witcher 3. Yeah, there's maybe. a little... There's kind of more mystery around him now after, after the doppelganger. Because you find out that he's part of some prophecy. And yeah, and that's why I thought is because they refer to some character stuff about the White Flame and things like that. I'm like, is that the same guy? Yeah, he was talking about the White Flame. The White Flame chose him. That's what they said. I'll have to check it out later. It's hmm. not that big a deal. Hey, I was going <laughs> to... Well, if he's the big baddie of the season, it might be a big deal. I don't the know. only thing I wanted, I wanted to touch li- very lightly. I'm going to... Just a light touch. Just a, You're just going to kind of... Just that like kind of light touch that will make the hair on your arm stand Yeah, up. that's called a tickle. Yeah. I'm going to tickle Operation uh, Finale in that... So, the big reveal for me was Nick Kroll is in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Playing who? Uh, p- playing a one of the one of the guys. But he, okay. he's kind of the funny one, but it's not... It's not enough that you'd say, like, we got Nick Kroll to be the funny one. It's like, wow, <laughs> Nick Kroll doing, out there working, baby. Yeah, he's an actor. So He's a legit actor. That w- Those were the fun things. Is Nick Kroll, and I think you had already said the Melanie Laurent is in it. I think you had already told me that, hadn't you? I Maybe. I don't know. Did Re- I? Regardless, it was good to I don't see remember who, who that is. She she was, I guess, on it for a while. She was only in Nazi-based. It's the, the girl from, uh, she's in Six Underground. Oh, the that's in also in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, so it was good to see her again. Uh, you know what? I mean, hey, Trav. You know, you can watch it. I think it was on Amazon. Shoshana. Was it on Amazon or Hulu? I can't remember. <laughs> Regardless, there was something I could watch it on. I think it might have been Amazon. I think you. I think you'd enjoy it. No, maybe I'll check it out. It's a pretty. 
it's a pretty like, hey, these are people that I like watching and the story is enough to kind of keep me keep me held. It's based on a you know, it's a true story. They're hunting Nazis. I like hunting Nazis. Yeah. So I like Inglorious Bastards. Oh boy, Inglorious Bastards. That's a fun one. There's a there's a, a show on Netflix called Conspiracy. And my, my daughter and my wife thought it would be funny. Like, hey, let's try watching this. Because first we started watching uh, Nailed It Germany. And it was oh, like, wow. we can't watch a second one of those because the, you know, the, the voice dubbing doesn't even come close there to, is that. to syncing I watched up. The, I think I watched the Mexico or South American one. And it was kind of similar of, you know, the dubbing on these just doesn't. Yeah. They're... I, I think I'd almost rather watch them subtitle but but, the, but i think also, i would too because the voices don't even come close to what the real because you can hear the real voices yeah and they're not even close i think that uh also the hosts just don't match what the american version has like right nicole byer is so good at what she's doing i know there's one point where they would nicole byer would usually call for wes yeah and my wife goes wes and i was wes. like no it'll be hey. klaus by the way travis <laughs> If she ever comes to Wise Guys, she hates people yelling stuff from Nailed It at her. She I get it. Hates it. I get it, but I also think I think it maybe it's a situation where you walk out, you go, All right, I know you all want to yell something from the show. You all want to nail No, that's what she does. Do it right now, get it out of your system. No, that's what she does. That's that's smart. That's what she does, and people still yell it at her. Well I think I saw her on Twitter she like walked out of a show. A week or so ago just because she's like i did the thing at the top of the show get it all out of your system and like there was like a drunk lady who would not stop shouting juez at me well then she should say throw that lady out yeah we don't this get, has been it's not I, that bad here i listened to her pot i listened to her podcast and this has been a theme for the better part of a year that like every episode she talks about like i went to the show i do the thing at the top like that's why jimmy the, walker refuses to say dynamite yeah he won't do it yeah he just won't because so, he's so many years of people yelling, die, no, my. So he just won't have anything to do with it. I mean, I get it. It's really annoying, especially if they're screwing up your show. And that's also part of it. She's just like, I. But you have I to expect it because people are dumb. I wrote a bunch of jokes and like it's taking up like, like I, I guess you maybe you could tell me, you know, I assume you've kind of got your set timed out of like, this yeah. is how much time I have. And if somebody's talking do. in the front row or somebody's yelling out, woo. Yeah, it, it throws off the timing. And it, it, it just... It throws out, like, then like at some point, if you have to stop and yell at somebody, does, in your mind, do you mentally tick away, like, okay, I guess I can't do this joke now or anything like that? Or No, but... Is it not you, that time? You definitely lose people in the crowd if you stop and yell at somebody. Yeah. The crowd can go, whoa, what, you think you're so special that we all have to shut up just so you can talk? So the trick is to let the people in the crowd get annoyed with the person as well. Yeah. So that they all hate them. And then you can just eviscerate them. <laughs> and then the crowd will cheer. Yeah. Her her and uh, Chef Jacques are both funny and they have spectacular chemistry. Yeah. And they get really good They get really good guest hosts for the most part. Yeah. They, they get a lot of funny people on there. So for that one dude from Super Troopers who did not plan that he was going to have to go pick up his kids. <laughs> I am that to was under- weird. Yeah. I am to understand that wasn't a bit. Like literally, no, I believe it. I believe it poorly. That's why that's the guy that does the writing and and isn't usually on shows like that promoting the stuff. 
I like nailed it a lot. <laughs> anyway, so we watched one of those. They decided they couldn't German, watch a second though. one. So we started watching this conspiracy show. And the first episode was was about how how Hitler didn't die. I didn't know this though. I didn't know that nobody actually found his body. The Allied forces didn't find his body. They just the Germans found his body and quickly buried or dug a hole, burned the body and then buried it and then told everybody Hitler killed himself. So I can kind of see why people would think maybe he didn't actually die and they had a doppelganger that they murdered. Do you think it was the guy from The Witcher? I mean, it's possible. He w- King I don't know if he had shaved pubes and was standing in front of a mirror enjoying himself, but <laughs> that was disturbing. Trev, we've all been there, okay? I haven't. I've Would never you, looked at my body and been like, ooh, look at me. Trav, next week I want the shave report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not don't, shaving my body ever tell again Penny either. That you're doing it. Been there, done that. I've made that <laughs> mistake. I got a good bit out of it, so it was worth it. Go to Raging Waters, see how fast you see if you can beat the land speed record. But conspiracies are fun. It's fun to to watch them and just make fun of it. Conspiracies, yeah. So, I my whole conspiracy thing is I've known one or two people who became like like just full-on conspiracy kind of nuts mm-hmm. and those things are scary and then the thing that scares well, you me the can most, definitely get wrapped up in it the yeah. thing that just scares me the most about it is the second that you go like yeah maybe elvis <laughs> didn't die it's almost like you open all the doors well it's like with the hitler stuff it's like that movie you watched yeah somehow some of these he was like what the number two guy in the german army or something like that mm-hmm. ben kingsley's character he, somehow no, it, it wasn't it, somehow some of those guys escaped and they ended up finding them the number two they they say like he was the guy who orchestrated the holocaust okay all right well somehow he got out and went to south america uh, he, me checking so into you can that, see where there's like travis you're asking where, me where to look at smoke. actual history and that would take work right i'm not ready to put in yet I'm not saying there's fire there, but you can definitely tell there's some smoke. So that's that's like like flat earthers I'll never understand. No, that's what I'm saying. We have pictures from space of Earth. I've known I've known <laughs> a couple of two or three people that I knew them I knew them when they were not conspiracy theory types, mm-hmm. and I knew them when they I knew them at a point where they kind of like whatever their thing was that initially was what someone talked them into, and th- you can draw a line where it was like like. Things went from like, eh, they're pretty skeptical, they're pretty skeptical to like, eh, you know what, this hollow earth thing. And then all of a sudden it is, it's like, you know, their vaccines, is, Osmosis Jones was a real movie and Flat Earth and all that stuff. Hollow and Earth does sound cool. I don't believe it. Theories. I don't believe it, but that would be cool if the middle of the earth was hollow. There's a journey to the center of the earth. There's a podcast I could turn you to that I listened to for a little while that was very. I mean, it's just a a conspiracy theory podcast. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the things was is no matter how ridiculous the conspiracy and this, I don't know if this is an act or not, but one of the guys on it was the guy who he just believed all of them. (laughs) And if it's an act, he was doing a very convincing (laughs) job of like, no, I can tell you all the reasons why. You know, lizard people is real. It's it's all in the delivery. Because I remember when Sam Tripoli was in town for the, he brought all of his tinfoil hat guys, and they talk about some stuff that's pretty out there. And 
I'm usually like, yeah, okay, all right, that's that's crazy. But when you see somebody live and they're on stage and the spotlight's on them and they're just believing, you can tell they believe what they're saying. You're kind of like, maybe. And then I had to catch myself on. I'm like, no, come on, that's stupid. But you get somebody that with a passionate delivery and people will start to believe a little bit of what they're saying. Well, you think about it, Trav, <clears throat> how much, like, what would it take? Think of a just a random. You don't even have. To, you don't have to say it out loud, Travis. Think about a core belief you have. Okay. What would it theoretically? What do you think it would take for someone? What would have to happen? Would it be facts? Would it be someone you love? What What would it take for you to go? Oh my God! This thing that I believe my whole life is wrong. Because you. You think think about this. Think about think about X number of things that we learned growing up mm-hmm. that we got older and found like, oh my God, no, that's not what happened. Christopher Columbus. I, I mean, um, look, Trav, I wasn't going to say it out loud, but yes, let's just take Christopher Columbus. The older we get, the more we find out that Christopher Columbus was like a comic book villain. Yeah, I mean that that's what that's what those guys did. That's what we still got today. They didn't do it because they wanted to make the world a better place. They did it because they wanted to get rich and. That sure as Be hell terrible. wasn't what we learned. Right. No, exactly. Because we thought Christopher Columbus was this selfish, selfish or selfless person, Freudian slip, that just wanted to find adventure and see what else was out there and see if he could find other parts of the world. And, oh, he found it and it was amazing. And he high-fived the natives and he said, we'll be back. And then he, he went away. That's kind of what we were taught in school. And then, like the first, I think it's like the first thing you find out is that he didn't really discover him. Like you find out things like, no, he was, he wasn't even the first person who got like, I mean, you can start, you can start with the whole thing of like, you the can't Vikings. Really, you can't discover yeah. a thing where people already like, right. Like if aliens came here, like we discovered earth, like, no, we were <laughs> here the whole time. We we're cool, baby. That would be a funny movie. Aliens come to earth. They send out a big message. Hey, we discovered Earth, and we're like, yeah, we were already here. I mean, you can start from that, but then you like several other explorers were here before him, right? And, like he he got here on like he was at, in he got here on accident, right? Like he was looking for that. That's why we call Native Americans Indians, is because that's where he thought he was. Because he thought he landed in India, right? No, I think facts. So I guess that's what I'm saying is for some, me, facts and also like personal experience go a long way, but that doesn't mean anything to some people i I get some people facts are just well that can be manipulated you'll always find a way to discount something if you don't want to change your thought process sometimes i just get in a weird headspace of like how the hell do i know that anything's real yeah i mean sometimes like today i had this thought i was like what if this is the matrix what if i'm just hooked up to a machine our buddy craig talk our buddy craig brings out like it it's just a goof, but he was like, you know, we'll be just chatting. It's so like, yeah, that's where you know, is it? Or is it the simulation having it glitch again? Like, oh, shut up. Well, the smartest thing about the Matrix movie is you think, well, if, if we're hooked up to something, why not put us, in, put us in paradise, you know? And then Agent Smith goes, we tried that, but the human beings wouldn't accept it. So they kept glitching out or however he phrased it because no. human beings couldn't just take being happy. You had to be miserable to be happy. I just get in that weird headspace of like I, I try really hard to have uh, you know a good true north and you know moral compass and like I, <clears throat> I try to see 
seek out facts about things. Right. Which is, you know, look, look, man, like they, they call it post-truth, you know, they call it uh, alternative facts and horse assery like that. Like, uh, I, I think about like, okay, the things that I believe in, the things I believe is facts. It's entirely possible that I learned a bunch of garbage. Yeah. But what would it take at this, at this age, what would it take to convince me otherwise? Because there, there's a whole subset of people who view a very specific individual that we don't need to talk about as a godlike figure. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how, did, how did you get convinced of that? It's plain as day what a garbage human being this is. Why do you revere him so? How did you... It's because... It gets to be like you, were, you think you learned a bunch of facts and you feel like your moral compass is in this thing. How do you... What would it take to convince a person otherwise at this point? Ah, propaganda. It also... Sorry, I'm being a little vague. I don't want to get too... No, I know what you're saying. I don't don't want to go there either. Uh, I've already gotten too serious. It's like, you know that stuck stuck in the middle... What is it? Stuck in the middle with you song from uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. My entire life, I was 100% convinced that that was a Bob Dylan song. Huh. It's not. It sounded to me as a kid, it sounded like Bob Dylan. So that was enough for me to say, that's true. That's a Bob Dylan song. And then later on in life, and I'm in my 30s, and I find out that's not a Bob Dylan song at all. So it's just one of those things where you <laughs> you make an assumption on something and you think that it's true, this even guy, though it's not. This uh, Okay. I had an experience with this, that what you're talking about this week. Um, uh, I was making a stew this week with mm, my wife. A stew? I was the stew Some master. potatoes? No, Some no potatoes. No potatoes in this one. Carrots? Carrots. All right. Carrots were included. White stew or a brown stew? The brownest of stews. Uh, roast beef? Stew meat. Beef, mm. yes. A bolognese sauce? Hey, you're getting outside of the realm of the stew I was making. Okay. So anyway, uh, I put on. I was putting on some uh, some Spotify, as All you right. do. As you do. Looked up a looked up a cooking playlist. <laughs> I play Chef by Chef on Amazon. Oh. It's the Chef soundtrack. I love cooking to that. Okay. No, that's good. This it, this soundtrack there or this playlist had it had a bunch of like uh, I think it was like French and Italian songs that were really cool. Uh, had kind of a slowed down loungy version of Just Like Heaven from The Cure. Ah. Here's the thing, Trav. I have I've heard that song lots and lots of times. <laughs> it wasn't until I heard this slowed down version, because I've never looked up the lyrics. I've never been super into The Cure, so I like that song a lot. Mm-hmm. Not enough to look up the lyrics. My whole life, I have been convinced. I am 42 damn years old, and it was like five days ago I found out. I thought it was show me how you do that trick, the one that makes me scream seasick. Oh, you know why I thought that, Travis? Why? Because that rhymes. I I've always thought it was the one that makes me scream. She said, "That is what it is." Yeah, ooh, I got but one. But you know right. what, Trav? What? That doesn't rhyme. Seasick. It Tell me how you do she that said trick. Does not, said does not rhyme with trick. You think she, it makes her scream seasick? I mean, you can make that work, right? Like, oh. The, <laughs> The trick that, like, it, like just kind of the way, so like, oh, I'm in love. It, oh, my God, my body, what right. are you doing to me? Yeah, I guess. Hey, look, man. It works. There's outside, weirder lyrics than that. Outside of the context of what it means as far as emotions goes, 
Does head over heels sound like a good time to you? No, it sounds like it sounds like a bull snuck up behind you and flung you into the air. You know, <laughs> would you like to have butterflies in your stomach for realsies? Absolutely not. So yeah, when they you might like, lay eggs. <clears throat> it sounds like a clever thing of like. Show me how you do that trick, the one that makes you scream seasick. Like, oh, my God, I'm just, oh, I'm so in love. It's just kind of. I'm, so, like kind I'm of green and I want to barf. I love you so much. But also, with the, look, man, it's the cure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking about, uh, like, uh, misheard lyrics with my Said kids the other day. and trick don't rhyme. I'm kind of, I'm mad at the cure right now. I was singing Hold, Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, and yeah. my kids are like, that's not really what it says, right? I was like, no, no. It says tiny dancer, <laughs> but but they were because just the way I think, I I sold it. I was like, hold me closer, Tony Danza, and it made them go. Is that is that really what it says? We have no. So for a half a second, they bought it. You know what I mean? That's that's uh, how well, that. Especially if it. your parents tell you something, you're definitely gonna believe it. I saw one in a meme today. It was country road? What was it? Let's see. It country roads. Let's go. It's a me, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> so shout out to whoever did that. It was a good job. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it like kind of blew my mind of like, how did I never know it was she said? But also, why the why is it she said? That doesn't it doesn't work. I guess he was quoting her. Neck is late. Neck is two two verses later, but that doesn't really rhyme with trick either. Yeah. Robert Smith, what the hell, man? He was he was feeling a little a little, little a little white that day. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, <sighs> I, I think I think we're done. Yeah, we're it's just about time, an hour man. and a half in. Travis, well, hey, do you want to say anything about how your McFoley set was? Oh yeah, they were great shows. It was it was a blast opening for McFoley last weekend, and he's a great guy. Got to hang out with him. Talk, we talked football, we talked politics, we talked also talked comedy, talked a lot of wrestling. Mick Foley, he a flat earther? No. No. Mick Foley, you would you would think by looking at him, I think you'd be surprised to know that he's he's pretty liberal on a lot of his political views. Yeah. Well, and that's pretty rare hey, for he a wrestler, was, he look, said. Look, man, he was dude love. Who's more liberal than that? Yeah. No, he likes to watch... Uh, Oh, what was what's you said her Rachel name? Maddow? Was yeah, he watched. Jam. He likes to watch Rachel Maddow before the shows. This so is pregame ritual. Wrestling wise, was that? See, he, he just he likes talking about it, or yeah, that's pretty much what his whole show is about is is talking about wrestling stories and stuff huh. like that. So, and yeah, he he likes talking about it. He, I mean, he loved it as a kid. That's why he, you gotta yeah, love so. wrestling to throw yourself off of I guess, yeah, you know, it, cages and stuff like that. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I I guess what I should have assumed, you guys didn't just talk about Mick Foley wrestling. You probably just no. said, hey, you see what's been going on? Oh, that's wild. In fact, I didn't really ask him a lot of personal things about wrestling just yeah, because he talks about so much in, in the show and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was usually pretty vague or well, he would ask God, me something. How could there be any story from Mick Foley's era? Like, how could he not have told any of those stories a billion times at this point oh he has and he knows that's part of the gig yeah yeah he he realizes what it is he knows that people want to hear about the hell in the cell match so even though he did a special that you can watch right now on wwe network if you have it that it's basically an hour special just talking about 
the lead up and the aftermath of that Hell in a Cell match, he'll still do it if somebody asks him about it in the because he does a Q and A kind of at the end of the show. How much pain is he in all the time? I think he's in a lot of pain, but he's not. It's not like he's like, oh, like like I do that when I stand up. I'm like, oh, and I kind of milk it a little bit. I guess that's one thing I noticed being around him. He doesn't really talk about the pain, but you can tell he's in pain. Well, he he's kind of the gold bond standard of of extreme like hurting yourself wrestling. Yeah, and he's definitely been affected. You know, physically, he, he has a hard time getting around. Well, I shouldn't say a hard time getting around, but he's got a limp, and you can tell you can tell there are joints and probably spinal well, he's, issues. He's but what, like, he doesn't complain about it. He's in his Does, what fifties now? Yeah, I think he's early fifties. Shout out to Mick Foley. He's right? not he's not boobing about it. Let's put it that way. He's just he's doing his thing. He's going from town to town and doing his show. He was pretty pumped to be here for three days. Nice. And then he stayed for an extra night so he could watch Ooh. the football games. Oh. Because he's I, he told he's me. He stayed an extra night because he had tickets to Desert Star. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. He's he's living in Florida now, so he would have missed both of the football games flying home to Florida. Hmm. So he stayed an extra day so he could watch the, the AFC and NFC Good championships. Good shows for you? Great, yeah. I had, a, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Well, I'm and, that lame and, then. And you, mixed great, so. You got anything you want to promote then? Uh, well... This weekend it'll be out already, but I'm doing sets up in Ogden at Wise Guys. And then March 10th, I'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club. Big time, big time. Yeah. Ah, nice. I'll be opening for Vicky Barbalak. Pretty hey. pumped that she's given me an opportunity. So. Yeah. Shout outs, to the, shout outs to all Vickies out there. People talk about female comics a lot, but, you know, they're the female comics are the ones that, at least in my experience, that'll stick their necks out for me and give me an opportunity so i'm a fan i was already a fan (laughs) i was a fan before that but i'm an even bigger fan now because they put their money where their mouth is because they're just asking for opportunities and they're also giving opportunities so that's a pretty good lesson if you're a a wannabe comic or you know you're trying to get into that and you're listening to this just keep that in mind just be cool yeah just be cool because a lot of a lot of the female comics I've met are pretty cool. Nice. Well, uh, keep an eye out in the Vegas area then. Uh, anywhere anywhere people can uh, find you online. Uh, at Travis Tate it. Funny on on all those things. I made a meme this week. I I think on the last episode I mentioned I was going to make a meme. I finally made it. It's Mick Foley holding a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it, and I said, and it says what I imagined when my wife described a pap smear. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Look out for it, people. A bloody baseball bat. Hey, so um, if you want to talk to us about memes, later to the tater at gmail.com. Hey, send us some memes. I think I what said at Travis Tate funny, didn't I? Might have. Okay. You said it now, certainly. All right. Send us your memes, baby. Later yeah. to the tater at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm feeling, I got a, I got a fever, and the only cure is a solid dose of memes. Tell your friends. Please. We had a ton of downloads on, I haven't seen last week's episode yet, but the week before that. Yeah, I'll be dead. There go. was like, in one week, I mean, there was a lot. And we had them from all over the world. We had some in Iran, oh, India, <laughs> Taiwan. We're people in Iran. We're so sorry. Russia. Uh, I think we had some in Sweden. Bunch in Australia. 
Uh, Great people Britain. in Australia, say, stay safe, man. Woof. Uh, so, hey, if you're any of them new, new people, punch that subscribe button. If you're from another country, punch those five stars. Let us know who you are and how you found us and if you like us. Punch a one sentence review. Hey, we'll take it in any language we can get it. Yeah, I guess if you're, you're from America, also let us know. And, not, and finally, punch one of your friends in the arm and say, hey, have I got something for you to listen to? If you're from America, no offense, you're just not as interesting to me. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take it where I can get it. <laughs> so. Somebody from see. other countries is more interesting. Am you I wrong? Know, you know who else I'll take when I can get them? Who? Blue Wave Theory. Who oh, does yeah. Thanks, Blue Wave Theory. Thank you for the usage. So, four punches in the arm everywhere. Slugbug. This has been late oh. to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. That was a real punch. I punched myself in the leg. Ow, that hurt. Jeez. I'm Travis Tate. Better Tate than ever. Let's go get some ice on that. Oh.